2: In today's show, we're looking ahead to Friday. There's going to be 10 games on. Who do we add? What do we watch for? Who do we stream? Michael Bolton. Thanks,
0: Josh. It's Michael Bolton here, and it's time for another episode of the Locked On Fantasy Basketball Podcast.
2: Let's get to it. Let's get to it. Indeed.
1: You are Locked On Fantasy Basketball, your daily fantasy basketball podcast. Part of the Locked On Podcast
0: Network.
2: Hello and welcome to the Locked On Fantasy Basketball Podcast brought to you by Basketball Monster. My name is Josh Lloyd and I am the lead fantasy analyst at BasketballMonster.com and you can find me on Twitter as always at RedRock underscore Beeble, on TikTok at RedRock underscore Beeble, Instagram LockedOnFantasyBasketball and Substack, .substack JoshLloyd48.substack.com. Today's episode is brought to you by BetOnline. BetOnline has you covered this season with more props, odds, and lines than ever before. BetOnline is where the game starts. Thank you for making Locked On Fantasy Basketball your first listen every day. We are free and available on all platforms. There are 10 games on Friday, so it's borderline a streamable day. We're going to cover the stream options in this show. We're going to look at the next five days. We're going to look at what we're watching for in Friday's action as well. Warning. let's get it on, Gilly. <laughs> first game is the Knicks and the Hornets. The Knicks are four-point favorites in this one. Um, injury news for New York. Obi Toppen is dealing with a kneecap fracture. It's going to be at least two weeks there. They don't really have another power forward. Now, Toppen plays 13 minutes a night. It's not a huge deal. They said they might play RJ Barrett as the backup power forward. That means that someone needs to cut into some of the minutes that RJ plays at the wing. So does that mean that Cameron Reddish is back in the rotation? I guess there's not that many other options, is there? maybe it's Fournier and Grimes plays at the three. Regardless, you're literally just replacing 13 minutes of Toppen, or maybe 14. I don't think it'll be Hartenstein. I don't think that will Thibodeau will run a Hartenstein-Robinson combination. Maybe he does. I don't think he does. I don't think Sims is in that mix. Sims and Robinson is definitely not going to happen. Um, and I don't really think there's a big thing that needs to be paid attention to here with the Toppen injury, unfortunately. He could also just play Randall 40 minutes a night. LaMelo Ball is out again. Jesus, this is getting annoying. Obviously, Gordon Haywood is out. Dennis Smith is out. Cody Martin is out. Um, PJ Washington, he hurt his eye last game. We don't know at this point, unless I'm just going to double check if something just changed before. I recorded this as I record this at 5 p.m. on Thursday. Um, Washington dealing with that eye injury. I I do expect that he'll be fine. For the Knicks, what I do want to see is if Cam Reddish does get back into the rotation to replace the top in minutes. Now, again, it's maybe 13 to 14 minutes that he plays, and it's not worth adding anywhere. But we've heard Reddish is out of the rotation and potentially being traded. So let's see if he can get back out there. And the other thing we want to watch is Quentin Grimes. Last game from Grimey was really good. He, of course, does not always do that. He's a low usage player that the big games always come on like 65, 70% shooting, which is not a sustainable um, mode of getting fantasy value. We want to watch his minutes. We want to see his role in the offense more than anything else. Otherwise, we leave him as a steel streamer and a 14-team league guy. For the Hornets, big dick Nick Richards. Now, he did have some foul trouble last game. That kept his minutes down, but we need to really see him getting 23-24 a night to be that must-roster 12-team league guy, and I don't really see Steve Clifford changing his mind on the cockroach Mason Plumley. I also, for deeper leagues, want to watch Bryce McGowan's, who is getting playing time. With Ball out, with Smith out, Haywood, Martin, those guys out, we're getting McGowan's minutes. In fact, Last five games, 24, 20, 18, 17, 20. That's enough for a lot of leagues to use. Not 12, not 14. 18 and 20s, yeah. 30s, yeah. 16s, maybe. And I just, rookies like, he's obviously replaced James Booknight in the rotation. And I just, it's just something to watch. Like, can this guy develop into the Hornets' future backup point guard? And I'm encouraged with what I've seen so far from Bryce McGowan, second round rookie. Wizards of Pacers. The Pacers are three-and-a-half-point favorites in this game. Um, Bradley Beal is out. Dylan Wright is out. Rui Hachimura is out. Uh, Chris Diwate is out. While sticks, Jalen Smith. Stand by your man! He missed the last game with knee soreness. He's, he's been all over the place. Like, last four games, 19 minutes, 20 minutes, 17 minutes. Then he started at center with a miles turnaround and played 28 minutes. He's very hard to get a read on in terms of game-to-game value and must-roster status. And we want to see what happens if he is out, because if he is out last game, they started Aaron Neesmith, and we still got no minutes from Isaiah Jackson. Like, not, not that Jackson was going to really impact that, because he doesn't play power forward at all. But watching the fact that you know, Turner doesn't look like he's going to get traded, and Jackson's not even a priority as a starting center in absences to other players, it's really hard to consider him a stash. In fact, I think we move on there. For the Wizards, Denny Avdia. really interested to see what Avdia can do. We've seen this many times now. Beal goes out, Avdia ups his minutes, usage, and assists, and it happened last game as well. Therefore, I think he's a 12-10 league option. There are going to be some nights where there's lack of offense and poor shooting, but I think we stream him in for now, and we desperately watch what happens here. Dan Gafford, the mixture of Dan Gafford and Porzingis, it wasn't that high last game. It was like two to three minutes that they played together. And Gafford went from that 24-minute game against the Hornets to 21, and then down to 18. Are we going to go back to him just purely playing behind Porzingis? Because if that's the case, then there is no 12-team value. But if he is a 21, 22-minute guy, then there is. And that's what we want to watch. For the Pacers, Andrew Nembhard will start again. I think he is a hold, irrespective of that lower usage role next to Halliburton. The fact that he played the 30-plus minutes is encouraging to me, and I think he's a 12-team hold. But let's see where his role is. And I also want to watch O'Shea Brissett, because... Interestingly, Brissette had played 15, 15, 27, and 32 minutes. And then Brissette's a power forward, by the way. And then the starting power forward went out and he played seven minutes. So, you know, we are trying to use logic a lot with our fantasy decisions and streaming and ads. And the logic would say, all right, well, the guy's minutes have been trending up. He's playing well. The guy in front of him is out. We'll see some increased minutes. And instead, we saw them like reduced to nothing. There's no logic in that. So what happens in this next game? Does he Is he out of the rotation entirely? Does he play big minutes? Is he worth streaming in most leagues? Probably not. But logic is out the window with a lot of these rotations, unfortunately. That doesn't help us very much at all. Raptors Magic is the next one. Um, injuries. Pressure to Chua is out. one shohan and Gomez is out. Wendell Carter is out. John Isaac is out. Um, a few other Orlando guys have been ruled out as well. Jalen Suggsy-Suggs is out. Gaz Harris is out. And Chumura KK is out. We just don't know the status. Uh, I had Suggs and Harris's question. Were well, they're out. Otto Porter still questionable. I expect that he'll be out as well. For the Raptors, we want to see Gary Trent. We want to see the minutes for Gaz. He's playing good enough minutes off the bench most nights, although it does vary. Since he's been on the bench, 26, 33, 26, 28, 26, 33. So it's been a bit bit all over the place. What does that playing time look like for Trent? He is still a soft hold in 12s. But if he's a a 25-minute-a-night guy, he probably isn't. We also want to watch Chris Boucher. Because Boucher had gone 19, 18, 16 minutes and then played 25. Now, I think when Otto Porter comes back and definitely when Achua comes back, there's no way that Boucher provides value. I don't even think he's doing it now necessarily. But we want to see. If 25 minutes is real for Boucher, then that is is 12-10. But I don't really think there's enough consistency in that. But the Magic was a really poor game from Markel Fultz last time. I expect that he'll start again, but I want to see a bounce back. But his minutes coming back from that toe injury, 30. 19, 32, 25 the last four games. Look, that's really encouraging. So what's he get in this one? And then we want to watch Flaming Mo Wagner. Who, I'm going to be honest, I think he's a must-roster player for at least the short term. He's better than Mo Bumba. He's starting at the moment. He's played 30-plus minutes in three of the last four games. He started all four of those games. And with Carter, Suggs, Harris, OKK out, Even with Bumberback, Mo's a 12-team league guy for this short term. I think he's quite a good player. And we want to see, again, how good he looks. But I think he's a 12-team league ad for the short term. Again, just, just for the short term. Today's episode is brought to you by the good folks over at Masterclass. With Masterclass, you can learn from the world's best artists, icons, or leaders anytime, anywhere, and at your own pace. They have classes from Chris Jenner teaching the power of personal branding. Bob Iger, teaching business strategy. I think Bob, he's Bobby Bobby's back in charge at Disney, isn't he? Gordon Ramsay, teaching cooking. That's one for me. I'm, I'm, a, I'm a massive uh, fan of cooking and I want to always improve my cooking skills. So Gordon Ramsay's masterclass might be one for me. You can build on all of the skills and things that you wanted to do and learn and continue to improve yourself by learning new skills or, or improving and mastering old skills. I highly recommend that you check it out because they got a great deal. This holiday, you can get the perfect gift of an annual Masterclass membership and you get one free. So go to masterclass.com slash locked on today. That's masterclass.com slash locked on. Terms apply. Today's episode is also brought to you by LinkedIn Jobs. If you're looking to hire for your company, well, it feels like a a high stakes wager for your small business. Get it wrong and it means a lot. You need to get it right. And you need to be 100% sure you're getting the best qualified candidates. That's why you've got to check out LinkedIn Jobs. LinkedIn Jobs helps you find the right people for your team faster and for free. Go create that job and then go to your LinkedIn profile and add the hashtag, the hashtag hiring frame. It's purple apparently. And that will tell people that you are hiring. Simple tools like streaming questions make it easy for you to focus on the candidates with just the right skills and experience so you can quickly prioritize who you'd like to interview and hire. It's why small businesses rate LinkedIn jobs, number one, in delivering quality hires versus leading competitors. LinkedIn jobs helps you find the qualified candidates that you want to talk to faster. Post your job for free, linkedin.com slash locked on NBA. That's linkedin.com slash locked on NBA to post your job for free. Terms and conditions apply. Okay go back to the next game. It is the Lakers taking on the Philadelphia 76ers in Philadelphia. There is no spread or total for this one yet because last game, LeBron James, Anthony Davis, and Patrick Beverley all missed. I expect that I'll all be back here. But for the Sixers, DeAnthony Melton has appeared on the injury report. Um, That's obviously, if he is out, then we're really looking at Shake Milton. He's dealing with that back problem again. George Niang is questionable with foot soreness and Daniel House is dealing with a foot issue as well for the Sixers. We know that Tyrese Maxey will be out with that foot fracture. Tangles are still probably at least a few weeks away. Winning Gabriel's out with the shoulder, and Juan Toscano Anderson's going to be out for a while. He started last game in place of Davis, but he had been out of the rotation prior to that. What we do want to watch, I know what's going to happen. What we do want to watch, I don't know. I think I know. We're going to watch Tom Bryant. His last two games have been really good, and people are going to rush to add him, but It's because Anthony Davis is out. I honestly do not see 25 minutes a night with a healthy Davis and Bryant and Davis sharing the floor. I don't see it. It's very Nas ish in Minnesota where the value came because the guy in front of him went down. But people will rush to add Tom Bryant because he's played 60 minutes combined in the last two games. Anthony Davis played eight combined in the last two games. Um, But maybe I'm wrong. Maybe they are going to go to the double-big combination and maybe Bryant is going to be useful. I don't believe he will be. I also want to watch Lonnie Walker. Hello. because it's smelled a lot for Walker lately. 25, 25, and 26 minutes the last three games. Shooting is off. He never gets an assist or a rebound, really. He's a poor defensive stats guy. And the addition of Schroeder has really killed that value that he had early in the season. That timed in with lower minutes and poorer percentages is making Walker a drop. But maybe he wants to prove me wrong. Maybe he's going to be better than this. I don't really believe it, but we'll see. For the Sixers, I do want to watch Shake Milton. Now, Milton's a drop, but a drop, but. So if you still got him, hold him. Because if Melton's out, Milton. If, if DeAnthony Melton is out, Shake Milton is a guy to roster. And now that DeAnthony Melton has appeared as questionable, then Shake Milton is a guy that if you do have him, you can hold, or you could take a plunge and maybe add to see what happens. But of course, it might not mean anything, because Mel- DeAnthony Melton clearly has the priority over Shake. But if DeAnthony's not there, then Shake's going to get that boost. I was to watch Jim Harden in his second game back. He struggled with some shooting numbers early on, but otherwise, like he played what, 36 minutes or something? Played in the overtime. I think he's basically back to normal and we just hope that we get some of those big top eight, top five type numbers that we're getting from him early in the season. And I'm relatively confident that we will. Kings and Cavs. Cavs are six point favorites. Rubio's out. Wade is out. Um, Terrence Davis is questionable. Or Kevin Love also left the last game. So we don't know whether he is going to be available to play in this one, Darren Fox is dealing with a foot injury, that's part of, partly why minutes in production has been down for him, he's not planning to miss any time, but I wonder how it's going to get better, we don't actually know what the injury is, so I do think Fox is a buy low, but it's got to be really cautious about how low we're going here, and yeah, top 30 is not a buy low for Fox, top 40 is not a buy low for Fox, it's got to be outside top 50 to get him back, because you are worried. About a foot injury. Like, you have to be. Like, we've seen Harden with a foot injury. We've seen Maxi with a foot injury. We've seen Des Bane with a toe injury. Like, a lot of guys really costing us. So you've got to be really careful there. Keegan Murray had a better game last time out. But as I said on the recap show, the fact that he played better and shot 60% and still played only 27 minutes is really discouraging, I think, for his short-term value. Like, when you're going off like that and you're playing one of your best games and you're still like, nah, mate, you need to play, like, much less than the starters... That means that if you aren't even having an average game, that you're not going to even hit 25. That's my worry with Keegan. Maybe that's wrong and maybe the minutes will push up. But the fact that they are consistently playing him 24, 24, 24, 24, plays a good game and gets 28, that's still not enough. Yeah, he's fine. He's going to improve. He was a really good game. But, you know, I'm not sure that he's a 12-teamer. And then Evan Mobley, who has struggled next to Jarrett Allen this season and really took off when Allen was out. So let's watch Evan Mobley. What can he do? Can he change that narrative and put up those good numbers next to Jarrett? And then Dracaris Lavert, Dracarys. Who is not very good and I don't think has 12-team appeal outside of streaming. He's not a must-roster player. He's going to come off the bench again and he's just not going to get those opportunities. But let's watch to see maybe he changes my mind because there is obvious upside in the right situation for Lavert. Hawks and Nets, a lot of injuries here for Atlanta in particular. Good news for Brooklyn. An Watanabe is out, but Ben Simmons should return. But the Atlanta Hawks, no DeJounte Murray, no DeAndre Hunter, no Baptist John Collins, and Trey Young was ill and missed practice. Now, I don't know what's going to happen with this team. By the way, just LeBron and Davis just got upgraded to probable, and Patrick Beverly out with, uh, sorry, no, off the injury report with the knee sore, so he'll be right to go. PJ Washington also off the knee Um, off the, off the injury report with the eye. And just as I'm recording this, John Ray Hunt has been upgraded to questionable. Don't add him, please. But he's been upgraded to questionable. Okay. That's very interesting. Um. All right, so now we're going to talk about this. So he was out, but he's upgraded. Don't add him. He's not good. Anyway, this does not mean drop AJ Griffin because AJ Griffin can play with Murray out. Now, Griffin is more of a points, threes, and steals guy who's had two really terrible shooting games in a row. But we want to... I'm lucky I've got Griffin here on the guys I want to watch because I, I do want to watch what the role is. 30 minutes a night from Griffin's 12 team. But if they do bench him, if Hunter plays... And I still think they'll play Hunter at the four and Griffin at the three, and now Griffin can play the two. There's lots of opportunities here still. But maybe I'm wrong. Maybe they don't want to play him. I also want to watch Aaron Holiday. Trent Forrest is questionable with a concussion protocol. Holiday was out of the rotation. Forrest was ahead of him. Is Holiday going to get 30 minutes with Murray out? Will Bogdan Bogdanovic play a little bit more? Will Forrest get minutes over Aaron? Will Justin get minutes over Aaron Holiday? I do not think that Aaron Holiday is a 12-team league guy, but maybe this proves me wrong. For the Nets, Seth Curry was really good last game, but I have real doubts that both Curry and Harris can produce value at the same time, or if either of them could produce any value when Ben Simmons plays. And we're probably going to get to find that out on Friday. I don't think Curry is a 12-team ad also want to watch Royce O'Neill, who's really struggling. The shooting is way off. The minutes are still high. The assists are pretty, still pretty good, but the scoring and shooting is terrible. Now, he is a better shooter than this. I also think he's a worse assist guy than this, but, so maybe that balances out. But if we are going to get Curry and Harris playing more, somebody has to lose out, and, and maybe, maybe it is Royce. So I do want to watch because the trend is moving downwards, but the minutes are still really strong, which is always encouraging. But if the Minutes start to drop, that's when we start to get worried. I think. Pistons, Grizzlies. That's the next one that we're up to. Um, Memphis are 10.5 point favourites. Cade is out. Des Bain is out. I don't have any update on Cade Cunningham. I don't know what's going on. I remain confused continually about his injury status and why they won't tell us what's going on or why he's not getting surgery or why he's warming up. I have no idea what's going on. It doesn't make any sense to me, and I am still holding him reluctantly. Um, Jake Larabee is questionable, and Isaiah Livers questionable. To return, Livers won't probably have a large enough role, but maybe that impacts Sadiq Bay a little bit. For the Pistons. Marvin Bagley. It's been really bad the last three games, 21, 19, and 20, and I'd argue that 21 minutes a night for Marvin Bagley is about right. That's about what he should be able to produce as a bench player who can come in and get some usage against second units. The problem is they're starting him. So they're starting units a disaster. Do they make any change and put Stewart back at center and start Bay? Do they put Duran in there over Bagley? They probably don't do either of those things. But I want to see if Bagley can push those minutes up. He still can be a 12-10 lead points guy, especially if he's a starter. Category leagues, this is too many deficiencies for me to get excited about it. And if you want to drop him, there's no problem with that. Because uh, I don't believe that he's a 55 field goal and 80% free throw shooter. But I, I want to see how they utilize him because 20 minutes a night for three straight, it's not going to cut it. Also, I want watch Jaden Ivey, who has played under 30 minutes for three consecutive games and it's gone 28, 26, 22, consistently going down. Like, that's not very good. I don't think with the deficiencies in his game that he's a 12-team must-roster guy in categories. In points, I still would. But that those minutes are definitely a concern. For the Grizzlies... Got to watch Lil John Concha.
0: Okay.
2: Desmond Bain remains out. Concha should be getting solid minutes. I think he is a 12-team league guy, but really just a back-end player. And then I want to watch Zaire Williams because he played 19 minutes in his first game of the season. There is an opportunity here for Zaire to at least be a 16-team ad, maybe 14. How they use him and Concha will be really intriguing to see how the minutes get split with the absence of Bain here. Today's episode is also brought to you by betonline.net. Betonline.net is the number one source for sports betting info, stats, news, and analysis. Get the latest odds and trends for all professional sports and amateur leagues out there from football to basketball and soccer and esports. Got it all at betonline.net. We've got the Raiders and Rams in the NFL this week, Thursday night football. The Raiders are six and a half point favorites on the road against the Super Bowl champs who are terrible. You think the Raiders can cover that? They're playing a little bit better. What do they want? Four out of five, the Raiders? Don't quote me on that. But they're playing a lot better and they're definitely playing better than the Los Angeles Rams. So you can check all those odds plus the rest of the NFL for this weekend over at BetOnline. The fastest and easiest way to get your betting fix. Head to the website today or use your mobile device to learn more. BetOnline is where the game starts. Don't forget to gamble responsibly. Suns and Pelicans, Phoenix two and a half point favorites. We saw Chris Paul return last game and they were dreadful. They were absolutely shocking. In terms of injuries, Cam Johnson's out, Brandon Ingram's out, Herb Jones is out, while Jose Alvarado remains questionable. We want to see Chris Paul be better because he was bad. Like what can he do to improve that? What do his minutes look like? Is he back at 30? He is a massive buy low, I think. But our expectations and our worries with the heel they, we need to be careful with where what we do with Chris Paul, I think. And I also want to watch John Ray Aiton because the narrative around Aiton was, well, he's played much better without Paul. And in his career, the first couple of seasons without Chris Paul, he was much better. And then the seasons that Chris Paul arrived, everything sort of dropped off. And then this season, we saw the stark difference too. And then first game with Chris Paul back, he was bad. Is that a bunch of coincidences? Or he just does not focus or feature enough in a Chris Paul-led offense to be as good as he was. We need more data points on this, but it is not looking great. For the Pelicans, they played Larry Nance and Jonas Valanciunas together last game. That was mainly or mainly because of the injuries to Ingram and Jones and then Alvarado. But in games that are close, Nance is the guy they want. Nance is the guy they want to play. And he's hard to look at as must roster because of the ups and downs and injury risk, but there's always some value in Larry Nance. also want to watch Najee Marshall, sneaky top 100 player over the last week, and there's three rotation players out. I don't hate a Najee Marshall Marshall stream. I find it hard to rely upon Najee Marshall, but there is a significant role potentially here for him, at least in this game. The Wolves and the Jazz. Towns is out. Lowry Markkinen, he's questionable. Colin Sexton, this is the thing. Colin Sexton pinged a hammy last game, and I went, all right, that's at least a week, two weeks, all right, we know that. And then Sexton was interviewed after the game, And he was like, no, it's fine. I just sort of of got tired as I jumped. I'll be okay. And now, of course, he's out for over a week. What a shock. Um, Yeah, so just don't listen to athletes at all, honestly. Oh, they know their body better than anyone else. Except they don't, and they lie about it all the time. So Sexton's out. Conley, though, is returning. He's going to be back. This means Sexton's a drop. Conley's an ad. Torian Prince also questionable. I don't know whether Jordan Clarkson's going to get suspended. I saw a Jazz report. I don't remember who it was. Said, hey, he pushed the ref after he was dealing with that um, ejection with the confrontation with Kaminga, uh, and he pushed a ref. And we saw Grant Williams earlier this season push a ref and get suspended a game. I haven't heard anything about Clarkson, but we need to watch that because if Clarkson and Sexton are out, well, obviously Beasley's role goes up, and then we get Nikhil Alexander-Walker. For the Jazz, Jalen Noel, really good scoring option. Jordan McLaughlin's an assists and steals option. These guys can be 12-team league options, but how the minutes distribute between those two players will be something we want to watch, along with Kyle Anderson, who was limited last game with a bit of a knee problem. And we'll see what minutes they give to Kyle in this next game as well. Well, for the Jazz, I do want to watch Walker Kessler. I don't think they'll start him if marketing returns, but if they do, then it is all systems go. And I think he should be grabbed in all leagues just to see what happens. He's played 20 minutes in three of the last four games and started one of them. It's really encouraging. I also want to watch Nikhil Alexander Walker. Can he get a role if Sexton and well, not Sexton is out? If Clarkson's out as well, he was the guy that got that steal to get them the win over the Warriors last time, and he is playing better. The last game of the night is the Bucks and the Mavs. The Bucks are one point favorites. Ingles is out. Matthews was questionable, he's out also. Um, I want to watch Brook Lopez because he's just continuing to play that well. Well, He's unbelievably well at the moment. The blocks, that's what we want to watch, but also usage. And then Bob Porter's, who minutes drop way off with Middleton healthy. Is Porter's going to end up as a 12-team drop? I don't think so, but I don't think you can rely upon him as a top 100 player. So let's get an idea of how that looks here. And then for the Mavs, Tim Hardaway is a must-roster player until he's not. He will cool off at some point, but the encouraging thing is the minutes and usage for him at the moment. And then we also want to watch Dorian Finney-Smith, the Mavs. We know what Finney-Smith is. He is a streamer on schedule, good good scheduled situations, and it's not a bad one here. They've got a Friday, Saturday back-to-back. And Finney-Smith had a good game last time out, so we want to see if we, he can get back on track somewhat because his shooting is so far off this season. Let's look at the Friday, Saturday back-to-back streams. You might be possible to do it because Friday's got 10 and Saturday's got 8. So you're looking at Denny Avdia. Vinnie Smith, Dan Gafford, Seth Curry, maybe. I don't know about that. Naz Reid. Yes, he might only play 15 minutes a night, but that's 30 minutes with one waiver ad. That's not as exciting. Karis Lavert, Corey Kispert for his threes and starting role. And then Jordan McLaughlin gets some assists and steals in there on the back-to-back. If we're just looking at streaming on Friday, we've got Jalen Johnson, Denny Avdier, Emmanuel Quickly, Dyson Daniels, Torrey Craig. You can throw uh, Najee Marshall in there too. Dorian Finney-Smith, Quentin Grimes, and Larry Nance. For deeper leagues, you're Daniels, Grimes, Kispert, Najee Marshall, Aaron Holiday. Deep, real deep stuff. You've got P.J. Tucker, Maxi Kleber, and Troy Brown Jr. And in points leagues, Markel Fultz, Denny Avdia, Jalen McDaniels, Kyle Anderson, Jalen Johnson, Emmanuel Quickly, Dyson Daniels, and Jalen Noel. All these guys are available in 50% plus of leagues, and they all have really strong 12-team league value, at least on Friday. Now, if we look at some low-volume options over the next five days, Friday is not a low-volume day, but Saturday, Sunday, Monday, Tuesday is. So who are the guys that we can add to get a little bit of a boost? Well, the only real one there that stands out who's available in 40% plus of, of leagues is Grant Williams with the Celtics having three quality games over the next five days. So that's an opportunity to use Grant on those days. Then there's a bunch of guys who have just the two low volume gays. Days, days, days. Games, uh, that was sounded really bad so I confused games and days and it said gays and that is obviously not what I meant. Anyway, Kyle Anderson, two. Monte Morris, two. Caleb Martin, two. Denny Avdia, two. Malik Monk, two. Pokhyshevsky, two. And Robinson Earl, two. Now, the priorities are going to be Anderson, Morris, Avdia, Monk, I think. And I think they're probably all, especially Monk and Anderson, 12-team musts as it is. Whereas Morris gets that bit of a boost. But there's some real value in getting them in because you're going to be able to play them twice over the next five days. In terms of just the total value over the next five days, including Friday, the first five names on this list are guys that you should add and you should be able to start I think, over the next five. And that is Kyle Anderson, Michael Fultz, Caleb Martin, Monte Morris, and Jalen McDaniels. Now, Caleb only has two and Jalen only has two games and Fultz only has two, but they're guys that I'd feel comfortable having and starting schedule, you know, not not low-volume games, not counting. That's what I'm trying to say. Then you got Avdia, Monk, and Craig who are got the three-game boost over the five days. I think Monk is probably a 12-team guy, but three games in five days is a nice little chunk for one of waiver where you get some use with those players. Guys, that'll do it for me today. Don't forget to follow this podcast on Apple Podcasts, Google Podcasts, Stitcher, Spotify, and on the Odyssey app for here on YouTube. You thumb it up, you leave your comments, you subscribe, and you ring that bell. Guys, we are done here. Thank you so much for listening, everyone. See ya.